Hi, this is Sherry at the Intentional Home Podcast, where I share tips and resources to help you live with intention and purpose. This is episode number 51, and today we're going to be continuing our little series about gut health. And today we're going to specifically be looking at how to make and add cultured foods into your diet. Now, I have been researching some about cultured foods for quite a few years, and I've done different things over the years from uh, cultured vegetables to sourdough and different things like that. But just recently started getting serious about it again, mostly due to the health issues that my son has dealt with. Because of his Crohn's disease diagnosis, we were seriously looking at his gut health. And we know you can go back and listen to the first episode in this series. I can't remember if it was episode 48 or 49, maybe, where I share his story. But because his gut health was not very good and he had a lot of infections and different things going on, cultured foods was one of the things that they told us that would really be helpful for him. And so it's something not only for him that we've been looking at, but even uh, for me and my husband and some of the other kids as well. So today we're going to look at exactly what is cultured or fermented foods and why is it a good idea to include those in your diet. Now, I want to specifically talk today, um, I'm going to go over some different things that I have been doing right now recently here, and then I want to talk about the reasons why. So we're going to be looking at uh, kombucha, we're going to be looking at kefir, and also cultured foods as well. So the first thing is kombucha. Now I started making kombucha a long time ago, made it for a while. I was the only one who drank it and the the rest of the family didn't really like it. And so I kind of, I think we went on vacation one time and I kind of let, let it go. And then I just never got back to making it again. But recently a a friend of the family gave me um, a SCOBY, which is the little kind of like a pancake looking thing that you put in your tea that causes the fermentation. Um, I'm going to put links in the show notes for how to make kombucha. So I'm not going to get into all of how to make it, but it is very easy. And a lot of times you can find someone locally that has a SCOBY that they can share with you because every time you make kombucha, it creates a new SCOBY. So a lot of times you have extras and I, I usually end up just throwing mine away. But uh, what I've been doing is I've only been making a half of a gallon of kombucha every week, but I'm going to have to start increasing that because my my husband and uh, some of the kids have started to drink it as well. And so we're going through it too quickly. But what I've been doing to make this palatable for my husband and my kids is I take just eight ounces, just one cup of kombucha, and I put it in a great big glass that holds about two cups of liquid. So fill it about half full with kombucha, and then I add a little bit of cranberry grape juice, and you can use other kinds of juice. I don't add very much, maybe a quarter of a cup, and then I top that off off with ice and water. 
So it kind of dilutes it a little bit, makes the kombucha not quite as strong, and the juice gives it a little bit of sweetness. And uh, my husband has drank it a couple of days now and really thinks it tastes pretty good. And I want to get now into the reasons why it's really good to drink kombucha. Kombucha assists the liver in detoxifying and it will also help to get rid of excess hormones. So it, no matter what stage in life that you are at, it will help your hormones to be more balanced. It will help your body detox and get rid of all those extra hormones. And so I've been drinking my kombucha in the evening before I go to bed or with dinner. And so that's one reason is it helps you detox and helps balance your hormones. Another thing which really sold my husband because uh, he has had kidney stone problems uh, in the past. It is really good for the kidneys and it helps to prevent kidney stones. So uh, that is one reason that spurred him on to start drinking it. And so we'll see how that goes, but uh, I'm glad I figured out a way to fix it so that he'll actually get it down. So it helps your kidneys. Another thing is it boosts your immune system. And so if you are, are sick, a lot of times, if you can drink some kombucha, it will help get that good bacteria into your body, help boost your immune system and help you to get well quicker. Another really cool feature of kombucha is that it is packed with glucosamine. And I probably didn't say that right, but glucosamine, it helps to prevent joint damage and it supports the preservation of collagen so it reduces joint pain and inflammation. And this is one thing that stuck out to me, uh, just because not, not only myself, because I've recently, I think because of hormone changes in my body, I've been having a lot of joint pain and different things. And it has gotten a lot better since I started drinking kombucha. And that's another reason why I got my husband on it, because he has a lot of inflammation going on in joint and muscle pain. So I'm hoping that it will help him. He's already, he's been just doing it a couple days, but he noticed, he's noticing a little bit of a difference already. So I'm hoping that this will be a good thing that will help him. So that is kombucha. And again, I will put links in the show notes for websites that have detailed recipes on how to make kombucha and where you can get a SCOBY. If you don't know anyone that has one, you can buy them and, uh, and get started yourself. But it, again, you can even buy kombucha if you don't want to make your own. It's kind of expensive. I know I have bought some at Walmart and it runs around $2.50 to $3 for a, for a bottle, a little bottle of it, kind of as, I don't know how many ounces is in it, maybe 20 ounces or something. So, you know, you can decide what you want to do, but you can find kombucha most even like in Walmart. So if you don't want to make your own and just want to get started drinking some and see how your body, you know, does with it, then you can start with that. And if you really like it and it's helping, then you can proceed to start making your own. So the second thing I want to talk about is drinking milk kefir. And I've been doing this once a day. I either will mix a cup of kefir into like a half a cup of rolled oats and then I'll add some fruit and some stevia to it and mix it all up and kind of let it sit for a little bit so the oats absorb 
the kefir and soften up a little bit and then I'll eat it. You can also mix that up the night before in a jar and or a bowl or something and cover it and then eat that in the morning. Or I'll also, if I have something else for breakfast, I'll also, maybe later in the day for a snack or something, I'll mix up a cup of kefir and add some stevia and some vanilla, maybe some cinnamon, and just mix that up and drink it. And it tastes really, really good. If you're not familiar with what kefir is, it is basically the milk kefir is like a drinkable yogurt. It has a yogurt taste and... Um, you can make your own as well. You have to have a starter to get it started. And I know I have a, I think I have a blog post about making kefir and I will link that in the show notes as well. But, <clears throat> but kefir is, it tastes really good. And if you like yogurt, you will like kefir and you can mix it in. You can have it plain. Like I said, you can mix it in with uh, like oats. You can mix it into smoothies lots of different ways. It's Kefir is really good uh, with just some frozen fruit and some sweetener and blend it up in the blender. It makes a really, really good drink. So some reasons for drinking milk kefir. It lowers your blood pressure. It lowers your blood sugar. It can restore balance to your gut. It Kefir has a lot of really good uh, bacteria that populates in your gut and just really helps balance the bacteria in your gut, and it also helps prevent acid acid reflux. It boosts your immune system, and it also, just like kombucha, it helps your body to detox. So just really, really good things. Now, some people cannot tolerate any dairy at all. Some people, even though they don't drink regular dairy or ha eat regular dairy, they will do the milk kefir because it's cultured. But if you really are not tolerant at all with dairy. There are other kefir options. There's water kefir that you can make. And again, I will put some links in the show notes if you want to check those out. I have not made water kefir. I've, you can buy water kefir in the store and you can also buy milk kefir. In fact, that's what I've been doing. I have not made my own milk kefir. I've been buying it at Walmart. They have a uh, can't remember what brand it is, but they have one that is not sweetened at all. It's just plain, uh, plain milk kefir, and that's what I buy. And then I use my own stevia sweetener and stuff to add to it. So that is an option um, if you want to not make your own. You can buy that in the store as well. So those were the first two things: the kombucha and the kefir. The next thing we're going to get into is the cultured foods. Uh, one thing that I made recently that we just loved, in fact, I got some more uh, ingredients today at the store to make another batch, but I made some cultured salsa. And our family is real big on eating Mexican food. And so we eat a lot of salsa, whether it's, um, you know, with chips or on, I love salsa on salads, but it's really, really good. And the recipe that I used was out of the cultured foods in a jar book that I bought myself for my birthday. And uh, I will put the link to that in the show notes as well. But it's real easy to make. It just uses um, diced tomatoes and some chili peppers and red pepper and some seasoning. And you have to have this uh, cultured starter 
stuff that I, I put in it. You have to buy that separately. But anyway, you just put everything in the blender. I think of the onions and garlic and anyway, put everything in the blender, blend it all up. And then this, the batch I made, it made a quart and a pint. And you just put your salsa in there and you put your little lids. I got some special lids for fermenting vegetables. And you just put those on your jars with the, the rims and seal it down and set it out on the counter for two or three days. And then they go in the fridge and they're, it's ready to eat. And it's really, really good. And the, the really neat thing about cultured vegetables and stuff like that is that it doesn't take very much. I mean, each spoonful has millions of good bacteria and it just does not take very much. So you can use these as condiments and still get a wonderful, you know, all those good benefits from the cultured vegetables. It's not like you have to eat, you know, cups and cups of them. You can just have a couple spoonfuls of salsa. So, so salsa was one thing I made recently. Another one is I made some cultured dill pickles and I love pickles. And so I'm one well, me and a few of the kids eat the pickles. Not all my kids like the pickles. So this is something that I mostly eat. But I like to throw pickles on a sandwich or on my salad or just on the side on my plate, you know, at dinner. And it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't take very much. Just, you know, four or five slices of pickle. And, you know, it has a really, really good health benefits for you. Another fun thing I made this week was some cultured applesauce and I will put the recipe I think I've got yeah I've got the link to the recipe that I used but basically it's just uh, just blended up some apples in the blender I think it was about six apples I left the I left the skin on I just uh, cored them and sliced them put them in the blender and then I added teaspoon of cinnamon, a teaspoon of pink Himalayan salt or sea salt, and a quarter cup of kombucha. And then I just blended that all up, put it in a quart jar and put my lid on it. And then I'm just going to sit it on the counter for a few days. I have not tried it yet. It's still fermenting. I, I think it has to ferment until tomorrow, maybe, or Sunday. Uh, so I haven't tried that one yet, but I'm anxious to try it because... I'm hoping that this is something that's, I know it's sweet, sweeter, and it actually, I didn't, I don't think I even put any sweetener in it, but it tasted, when I taste tested it, it really had, uh, the apples were sweet. I think I used gala apples, so they were, they were sweet apples, but, but anyway, I'm anxious to try that, and maybe that will be a way that I can get some of my other kids who are not fond of pickles or salsa, that they can get some pro good probiotics in through the cultured applesauce, but we'll have to see how that goes. Now, just real quickly, the reasons to eat cultured foods, like the cultured vegetables, one thing along with the, this also is a benefit of the, the kefir and the kombucha, but it helps with allergies. If you have seasonal allergies, a lot of times eating these really good probiotic cultured foods are really good to help with your allergies. Another reason is that it adds tons of vitamins and minerals to the food. So you can take, you know, something like cucumbers or um, you can use cabbage, shredded up cabbage and make uh, like coleslaw 
or uh, sauerkraut and that's fermented and you can take these vegetables and these fruit and you can ferment them and it like multiplies the amount of good bacteria and things in the food, the vitamins and the minerals. So it's like giving your food an extra boost of nutrition and it, it's it's only good for you. I mean, there's nothing bad about it. It's going to be good for you. Another really neat thing about the cultured foods is that it helps kill the bad bacteria in your gut and it strengthens the good bacteria. So, you know, we all have good and bad bacteria in our body and in our gut. And the problems come when the bad bacteria start to overtake and take control. And then we start having problems in our gut, really bad issues. So we want those bacteria in there to be more balanced and cultured foods helps with that. Another really neat thing is that it removes pesticides. And I had never realized this before, but in researching for the podcast, I found that when you cultured vegetables, if, you know, a lot of times we try to buy organic if we can, but it doesn't always happen. And we know that they use pesticides on the crops and some of that stays on the vegetables. And so when you culture them, apparently during that process of culturing, it removes or kills that pesticide on there so you don't have to worry so much about eating that. So I thought that was a really neat benefit of the cultured foods. So the last thing I want to talk about, this is not really a cultured food, but it's it's one thing that I've been doing recently after um, a reader to my newsletter recommended a website to me, uh, a nutritionist that lives in Wisconsin So I read some of her materials, read one of her books. She actually has a book that she wrote on some of her, it's called, and they said it wasn't possible, but it's filled with really good information and explanations on how our body works, how our immune system works and all the systems in our body, how the stress and the toxins play a big part in our health and how things in our diet can help our body to detox and to, to get rid of, of all of those things in our body that's causing problems. But this nutritionist, her name is Karen Hurd, and I will put the link to her website in the show notes. But um, she's done a lot of work with people that have uh, intestinal issues like irritable bowel syndrome or Crohn's, people that have uh, autoimmune type things uh, like arthritis. And she's been doing um, a lot of work and a lot of really good work helping people to overcome and to get rid of these uh, diseases. They're not really diseases. I guess they are. But getting rid of these all these symptoms that people suffer with. And one of the main things that she talks about was eating legumes several times a day. And she even has people, if they're in a real extreme health issue, she will have them eat a half a cup of legumes like six times during the day. And it's, it's interesting and you'll have to read some of her information on her website to get all of the details of why she recommends that. But there's something about the kind of fiber that is in legumes that the toxins that are in the bile in our, in our gut, the toxins attach to the fiber and then the fiber is eliminated through our bowels 
And so it, it really does a lot, apparently. I, this is all new to me, but apparently it really does a lot to pull those toxins out of the bile so that when our bile goes back to our um, back to our kidneys and stuff to to reuse that it's not taking back the toxins as well and so anyway it's just really really interesting and um, if you like I said if you want to read more information about that you can sure go to her website you can check out that book I mentioned. It does a really good job explaining all the details of what is happening in your body and how different things that we eat can affect our body. Um, it's just really, really informative. She does a really good job of explaining it in terms that is easy to understand and relate to. So if you want to check that out, you can you can do that. But I've been I've not been going to the extreme with this, but I have been trying to add half a cup of of beans three times a day. Uh, sometimes I only get two times, but I try to do it at every meal if I can. And if I if I miss a meal, usually it's breakfast because sometimes I like to do the kefir and oats and stuff for breakfast. And if I do that, then I won't have the beans. But uh, a lot of times I'll have a half cup of beans with some eggs for breakfast and it satisfies me and it's it fills me up. I'll have a half a cup at lunch. I usually, I've been fixing a great big salad for lunch. It tastes so good. And just putting a half a cup of beans in my salad. And then for dinner, if we don't have beans like in the dish, I'll, I'll just kind of scoop myself up on the side on my plate and have some beans for dinner. So these legumes are things like, you know, red beans, kidney beans, black beans, lentils, great northern beans, uh, I think split peas, you know, all of those things are are our game. So if that's something that you want to look into more, feel free to go to her website and see, you know, what she has to say about it. And, you know, I guess in my mind, um, I mean, she had some really, really good success with people that have had issues with their gut and issues with um, like chronic fatigue and all kinds of things. And so in my mind, you know, I'm just adding it and seeing how my body does. And I do want to want to share that, you know, I know I've shared before that my hormones have been kind of all out of whack recently in the last, you know, six months or so. But I, I was taking maca powder, and I'm not sure how you say that. I was taking that for a while, and it did really help some. But recently, it seemed like it was starting to not work or I don't know I just started feeling really worse so I stopped taking that altogether and decided I would try some of these other things like the cultured foods the kombucha and the kefir and adding the the beans the legumes to my diet and so since I've been doing that my joints have been much better I mean my knees, I don't know what it was, it was really strange, but my knees were, not only were they sore, but it was like they were really weak. And I could hardly even squat and be able to get back up. It, They just, they hurt and they felt really weak, almost like they were going to, um, I don't know, like I had no strength. And since I've been doing the kombucha and the kefir and the beans, they have been a lot lot better. I feel like I'm stronger. My joints don't ache. And 
um, my hips are feeling better. My overall fatigue is better. I feel like I have more energy. So I don't know whether it's the cultured foods or the beans or the combination of all of them, but I'm just going to keep going with it. And, you know, like I shared before, the kombucha, one of the things it said was it's supposed to help reduce joint pain and inflammation. So I'm just going to keep, keep going with it and being faithful with it and see what happens. But I just wanted to share those things with you. And I do want to just offer a disclaimer. I am not a doctor. I'm not a medical professional. All the things that I share with you, you know, on this podcast are just my own thoughts and opinions and things that have helped me. And obviously seek out a doctor um, if you have some serious health issues that you need help with. But uh, I've just been enjoying learning and reading more about using some of these more natural ways and things in our diet that we can add that will help our bodies to do what it's supposed to do. And cultured foods is a huge and not hard. It really is not that hard. There's a few supplies you have to buy to do it, but once you have it, then it's real easy. So I want to encourage you to take a look at the links to the resources and and things I'm going to link up in the show notes. Go dig for yourself, take a look and see if there are some things that you could start with. You know, just pick one thing to make. Don't feel like you have to do everything. You know, pick one thing to add. You know, maybe it's just going to the store and buying some kombucha and kefir and giving those a try. Just try drinking a little bit each day of both of those and see how your body feels. And then as you get more brave, you can try maybe some cultured pickles or some salsa or something like that. But just start small and don't feel like you have to do everything at once and just try things and see how your body feels and, you know, try it for a month and see if you're feeling any better. So I hope this has been helpful for you. Again, I'm just kind of sharing my story. I'm sharing what's going on in my life right now. And that's, you know, a lot of what I've been doing with the cultured foods has been for, for my sake and for my son. And to be honest, I haven't gotten him eating a lot of cultured stuff yet, but I'm going to try to do better at that because I know it's something that would um, help his gut as well. And I mean, he's on some good probiotics, uh, just the pills, but I know that the cultured foods do so much better at, at sticking in your body and really actually helping that, uh, your gut microbiome, helping that to really flourish and to improve. So Thank you for joining me here again at the Intentional Home Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. For more information about my podcast and to see the show notes with links to all the resources that I mentioned in today's podcast, just go to sherrygram.com forward slash podcast. Thanks and have a great day.